and they're off. We're gonna watch the race. They're gonna go to the ocean. They're gonna see the pilots. Gonna get pilots. Someone's gonna talk. And they're talking and talking and talking. The pilot gate. He's gonna go. He's gonna try to make a point. He's gonna go. He's going. He's going. He's going. He's going. He's going. Lucky strike. That's not the one we're talking about. They're going to be going. And the race for the roses is over. Rich Strike, aka Particle Sons, the ultimate underdogs end up winning in the end. Look at that. Guys, this time last year, this podcast wasn't downloaded by 20 people every episode. And now look at them a year later at 45 per episode. Look at God. That's crazy. Uh, We got 45 per episode. (laughs) We do? That is wild. It's awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Yes, we have a uh, a, a, um, a packed third grade classroom downloading an episode at a time. Well, that's two third grade classrooms because 45 is absolutely ridiculous. Like Packed. That's what I said, packed. Yeah, packed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Everybody can fit in one classroom, but I'm just saying there's two teachers. There's two teachers in that room, and I'm doing my workshop. You're um you're you're hot on that mic. So I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna get you down to zero. Um, oh, I'm high on the mic. Hot on it. Hot, hot. on it. Hot up. Hot up on it. Okay. Up on it, and you're hot. Okay. Um, this is the Particle Sons podcast. This is episode fifty-one. I am Brandon Newman, talking the other person with the mic, who has the option to say his words that come out of his brain when he feels like it. Is when Lance I feel like it. Oh, Newman, when I feel like it. Uh, Mr. Spread Love himself. He is in. Uh, event form. You haven't talked to either of us in a very, very long time. No. A lot of moving parts have been going on in our in our worlds and our mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't talked to each other in a, in a long time, honestly. Like Brandon's yeah. been going. We have, but not like about things. We've talked about we like have. stuff, but we haven't talked about things. I don't. That's a, that's an interesting thing to say because I don't know what stuff we could be talking about, but. That is a, a nice big uh, philosophical. I, f- I feel like stuff. Question. Or, uh, stuff. Thing. Stuff is what you have to deal with Ooh. every day. Are oh, you looking at the? Yeah, I just made a little switch on the thing, and I was seeing if it made any difference. But you, know, you said stuff is what? Should I do my switch? No. Stuff, stuff is what? Um, stuff is things. <laughs> stuff are things that you. Stuff have, are things. Stuff are and things, things that you have are to, nouns. No, 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 no. Stop. No? Stop. Stuff are things that you have to talk about and deal with. So, like, as a family, you know, Mother's Day happened. It was Derby. It was, like, a lot of family business to conduct and, like, talk about, fill our, fill our like, conversations when we did talk. This is family business. Because it's family business. Like, your job and stuff like that. Like, family business stuff. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then things are, like, just pop culture. Things oh. are stuff. Things are stuff that we talk about. Do you feel me? Like stuff is things that is family business. Things are is stuff that we just or you know. Did you see? Have you heard? Did you hear about? And then also the personal stuff and things that I and we have gone through. What do you think people are here to listen to? Because obviously we talk about this a lot. What we want from the podcast individually, what we want it as uh, collectively, mm-hmm. what people who listen want from it mm-hmm. and whatever middle ground we end up landing on in the in the in the 
in all actuality, in reality, whenever, you know, we hit record and we're actually actually potting because we're coming up to episode 52, mm-hmm. which is, our, we've said it before, the arbitrary number that's the end of first season. Mm-hmm. So, 51 was the arbitrary number. This is the last episode of season one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Particle Sons Podcast. No, we said 51. You said 52 for Cartoon Network. I said 51 I for your football said. number. Well, you maybe not say Cartoon Network, but I definitely said 51 for your football I, number. You said... Because that's like your first season. This whole conversation happened when we were talking about the podcast. This is probably earlier this year in January and where we're going to go with it. And Lance said he wanted our final episode of the first season to be... Not just 50. It was 50-something. 50 51, baby. I'm telling you it was 51. I know. I'm trying oh, to tell the ahead. audience. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're I fine. thought you were telling me. You're sorry. fine. No spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you, I was already perturbed with it being such an obtuse outside of 50 that I was pretty sure, I'm, and I am pretty sure you said 52, but I am perfectly fine with it starting this way because maybe you were saying that are you meant to say, are you said, and I didn't understand it that way, that episode one of season two would be episode 52? Oh. But you asked me, what do I think about, like, what do I want from this podcast originally? That's no, I said, what do you think people want from this podcast? Well, I think That's what I asked originally. Um, I based on people based on what you hear from people about okay got about you. this podcast. Um, one they want us to fully uh, extend or expand um, on different thoughts that we have, and it's arbitrary because you know, or I wouldn't say arbitrary, but subjective because people are interested in different things that we talk about. So like to flesh it out more, we would need to take like a survey, right? But like we can definitely complete a thought. Um, if that's what people are asking for or get to a place where like, okay, that topic's, no, I don't know. It's Latoya that said it. So it's, 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 it's <laughs> it, I, I could care not. Like, it, you know. She went to the most recent note. Yeah. And it was a, not negative or not positive one, but it was just one that was. From my wife. Would y'all, would y'all, would y'all continue? Like finish what you talk about. I wanted to hear what he thought about, blah, blah. That's what she'd be saying. And then everybody else is uh, everybody else is just good. Like I, I think the people that listen to this podcast just want to, you know, continue to keep up with us. I, I truly think it's like a, a fan podcast. Is that a? And I don't want to demean y'all at all by saying y'all are fans, right? But like it's like people who are invested in me and your like progression. I feel like. That's why our, our our listeners are our listeners, just because they know us and they like hearing the dynamic between the brothers. They like, you know, they've always known the Newman brothers. It's cool to kind of hear how they think and how they differ. So I, I really think that's like. So you think this podcast is basically for people who are already a, friend, a fan of us together, mainly, and I'll say that at this point in time because I think the people who are fans of each of us individually have fallen off a long time ago, but fans of us together and just want to continue that medium of like being tapped into yep. our ins and outs and our, where we got the thing. Yeah. Cause there's, a, there's, there's like out of 10 people, two of them see our light. 
I think. Like our like, our light, light, like like our um our rise, our our glow, our like yeah, right. The Bruce Lee. You got the glow. You can't go the power of elevation. That was a revolution. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think that people just like seeing, like they see. Uh, What's the name of that movie? Uh, the Last Dragon. Okay, thank you. Yeah, The Last Dragon, Bruce Leroy. Woohoo! Show enough. Um, but no. Uh, yeah, B. I just think people like. Uh, you know, I think that they see us not being famous, right? Not being like rich and you know whatever, but like knowing that we both have careers that the trajectory is going up, and they are going to be the ones that say, you know, I was listening to the podcast. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. going to be people that get to know us and they're going to run back and listen to the podcast and be like, you know, just kind of binge. Oh, the Newman Brothers. Like, let yeah, me binge, binge their on, podcast. Binge on our brains, if you will. Yeah, but then you got the select few that are like day ones. And shout out to the day ones, y'all. Please believe me. I do not forget. What are you trying to do? Well, I mean, when I get, when I, when, if I get to any type of prominence, and I can like bless people. What is I would say? What is prominence? Prominence is financial wealth. So like, uh, what is that? Five hundred million. Five hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. You want to make five hundred million dollars, like yeah. in a year or like in a life, like what? In a life, I, I you don't have to have that much that. money to give money, right? But you want five hundred million. I'm saying like that's not gonna be the point where I start getting money. I plan on always like I would like to do like the uh mob boss. Um I forgot which mob boss it was, but he was like he ran New York and he lived on forty thousand dollars a year. Like hmm. he literally but he ran the mob in New York. Like he was worth billions, right? But like he literally well, there's five crime families in New York, or maybe it might be before it, but I don't know. I forgot which one it was. But anyway, you know, that concept, that concept of, like, because I do that now. If I have, like, an obscene amount of money, I, like, think about everything I can pay for. Like, every not, not like, material things, but, like, things that, okay, I've been needing to get the kids this. I've been needing to, let me go ahead and handle water and gas for a couple of months. Let me handle rent. If I can do it for a couple months, like I spend my money to where I only have like five hundred dollars left in my account, and that keeps me like humble, and like you know, make sure I don't like spend frivolously because if I have a lot of money, I, I do silly stuff and just buy stuff just to be buying it. Well, I think a uh, a big part of it for me is I think you can't you can't receive unless you give. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like almost how you. Uh, you practice basketball to get better at basketball. Yeah. Like I think you have to give to receive. So, and I almost feel like that's correlated in a real way. Um, and I shouldn't think that way because no, you should. That's I, karma. No, that's like, I, I, I don't. I don't want to think of it that way because I don't want to. I don't want to give to receive. You know what I'm saying? But I do think in my mind you have to be open and willing to. Yeah, to yeah. like make somebody's day mm-hmm. to have your day be made. Yep. Um, but I don't. I don't want to be like because it is as simple as sometimes like you know if I can give a homeless person whatever cash I have and I usually don't hold like small bills, then I feel some type of wave of cash come back in the next two day two yep. weeks yep. or something like that. But anyways, I'm the same way. Um, 
Same way. Well, yeah, I was wondering because you well in the answer to your question, you you did say I asked you what wealth was and five hundred million is uh is this wealthy. Sorry. It's doing all right. You can't you ain't you ain't Kanye West, right? But you you all right. Um and yeah, no, to speak on that though, that like is my whole philosophy, the giving and receiving things. So like that happens I see that in practice regularly. So I'll go to these art shows and I'll like show my art, but I it's terrible. It's not terrible. I guess it's good. But like I buy all the art. Like if if you have a booth and like like I try to spend with every single booth when I when I'm at those things just because I know I know it's hard and I know people, you know, want to sell stuff and there'd be genuine stuff that I like. And then some stuff like if I don't like your table, like I'll I'll still like buy something like the smallest thing you have, you know, what right. I mean? um, and this literally happened. I had a, a showing at Roots 101 a few weeks back and I bought like maybe three hundred and fifty dollars worth of art and like product from the different booths. And, like, you know, my stuff is so expensive. Like, nobody bought my art. And I had T-shirts and hoodies out. I sold a few of those. I Basically, it, it, uh, in story, I ended up making $500. So, like, it was a $200 come up, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I spent $350, but I made an extra. I made my $350 back and um, an extra, some extra money. You know what I mean? I didn't even know it was going to happen, like, the guy who set it up, he was also going to donate to Southern Fried and donate to Spread Love Enterprise. And he didn't tell me, so he, like, wrote me a check after that. Damn. Like, oh, he bought two pieces, too. That's another thing. So, like, so I bought everybody's pieces. He he bought two small pieces that totaled to, like, $300. And then other people bought shirts and stuff. So, yeah. So, in that instance, do you think that your comeuppance in the physical art world has been connected to how much you've been giving to the physical art world as well? I agree. Because there's there's some people who create physical art but don't support physical artists that would like to be further along in their careers than they are. And uh, Did that's, I tell you? That, that's connecting to something. No, this is... The first wave of you saying, like, we got to get on the podcast. We gotta, I, got, I got something to say. I got something to talk about. Was fresh off of what I'm insinuating about. Okay. So I was giving you about it or not. That was a great segue. To, was a great segue. To talk, to talk about it. No, you need to just say here's a segue because, like, I was like, did I already have this conversation with Brandon or has he been following me on social media? I know the answer is no to number two. I know he hasn't been paying attention to anybody's social media. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I, you, you talked about it, and then our sibling group thread on our, our phone was chirping about whatever this was when it was going on. Mm-hmm. I wasn't checked in that either, like I usually am not. Mm-hmm. But once I got back to Louisville from Vegas, mom updated me. Mom and Michelle were talking about it because they were watching it and oh, like dealing with the stuff. So oh, I good. so you know the whole thing, so. and I don't have to I don't have to go in depth about it. Good. No, well, yeah, well, you can. I'll go a little in depth about it because um, you all were going to hear an episode before this where I was talking to Nick, and I touched on it, but I did not get in depth um as I wanted to because Nick does he I mean he didn't know the whole situation or, and you know he's is my homie. We wanted to talk about what he was doing. So, um, oh yes, I finally get to delve in it a little bit. All right. So first of all, 
uh, we'll talk about the confrontation, what the confrontation was. We'll start. Um, I'm, it's like basketball. I'm playing basketball. It's Tuesday night, and I'm like, it's my, it's my basketball night. I'm sitting there not playing because we lost. And I look at my phone, and somebody is in my inbox messenger and says, they have a screenshot, and it says, this is how you know you're making a difference in the city. And or making a wave in the city, impact, whatever the fuck adjective you use. And then uh, go to it, and it says, is that what we're clapping for now, Louisville? Old or tobacco on old Google pictures. And it's crazy because the aesthetic is like it was orange and black, um, and it was from Chip Calloway. Uh, the man Chip, this guy Chip, is... Megan Calloway. Oh, he's Megan. He's Megan. Hold on, he's just Megan. Chip is Megan. Chip is Megan. Chip is Megan. So that's a twist. But anyway, so you know, he's a, he's like related. He's a cousin. I've known him for twelve years. Oh no, he's related to Megan. Mm-hmm. He's not a burner account. He's not Megan burner account. No. So Chip is not Megan. No. Chip is related to Megan. Yes. In what way? Cousins. Okay. First cousins. Okay. Um. And Megan is related to me through Zoe. Uh, well, Zoe's mother. Okay? It's a podcast, y'all. If you don't already know, my I was going to say, Megan's related to me through Zoe. I guess maybe to you, too, I guess. But that's how I see it. Anyway, so he's lightly related to me. And I've known him for 12 years. I've known him since I've been dating Megan. Um, and I always knew he was an artist. And his art was always um, the same. Um so I didn't take offense, and I don't need to go too deep into it. I didn't take offense. Um, I wanted to, um, like, I know him so well that I couldn't even trip. You know what I mean? Have you ever, like, somebody ever, like, said something to you, and you know them, so, like, you have dirt on them, and you're like, and then they say something against you, and you're like, why would you say something against me, and I, I, I know you. Like, I know you know you. Have you ever been in that situation? No. No. It's a, it's a, first of all, it's a position of um, power, right? Because you have this one leg up and you can handle the situation however you want to handle it. But I decided to make an example. I was like, if we're going to dis- disrespect each other like that publicly on the art scene, then we need to have an explanation for the disrespect publicly on the art scene. So I just I set up a live. He was calling me and texting me the whole time, left a voicemail. I've never listened to it. Should we listen to it on the podcast? Sure, why not? That's amazing. Um, well, set up set up when he would have left it. This was uh, after. This was after I posted my message, and everybody was kind of going in on him um, via Facebook. Mm-hmm. So he called. He was like uh, in my inbox, and I wasn't answering. And then he called me. And left the message. Oh, did I delete it? Message. Right. Like a message. Um, what is today? I believe it's the 13th. Friday the 13th. That's not scary. Here we go. Oh. Sorry for the dead air, everybody. I don't know how to use my phone. Oh, I guess he didn't say nothing in the message. That was anticlimactic. Um, 
Now you figure, right, we learned that there's nothing in, there's no, there's no content, there's no value in that message that he left. And I think that's the bigger picture. There's no value in the message that he left on Facebook, on Facebook Live. That's what, that's what I got out of it, that there, he spoke With the and it was of no value. I was about to say, yeah, just tell me, because like, what happened was we talked and everything else and I just kind of... I drew the line and said, said, we're not friends anymore. And uh, that's where I kind of left it. But everybody's been giving me really, like, commending me. Mom cussed more than I have ever heard her cuss. When she called, like, after, as soon as I, like, ended the live, she called me. She said, you told that motherfucker you shut his ass up. No way. stupid motherfucker. He wasn't even saying shit. He wasn't saying shit. That's what I, I swear I can't believe it. I cannot believe he was. Wow, she cussed a whole bunch. Thanks. It was a passionate. Uh, oh, it was super passionate. What was y'all? y'all pink concurrent? What you mean? Uh, when you go live, whatever it says. Like how that, many people watched at the most? At the at the at the height. Uh, forty nine. Damn. Yeah. Nice. I think it was more towards the end, but I'm gonna say 49 was when I like noticed, because he said we only got 20 people in here. I said it's 49 on my end, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So he was trying to. I was like, he was like explaining. I only got 20 people in there. Does he usually go live and it goes more? No, I don't know. No, I, I went live and made him add. But anyway, so he, bro, I gave him a chance to explain himself, right? That's the worst part, and that's what mom was saying. She, he was just fucking hating. He was just fucking hating. She said, um, cause, cause I said, you know, why do you, why, why, what's up? Like, what's, what's up? He said, I just don't like artists coming into this lane and not doing their due diligence. And I said, sir, I w- was a Hadley creative, and I came out with a visual art piece in 2018. And before that, I had doodled and like experimented with drawing and photography, like all types of arts things before. So what due diligence are you talking about? Like I w- ran through my resume, and he was like, I just, you know, people are you know people are just getting popular. For, and they just haven't been in it as long as I have. And I was like, bro, you have been practicing the same art style for 15 years. Like, you, 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 you create it on a digital thing, whether it's Photoshop or Canva or um, Procreate. You create your pictures on Procreate, and then you stretch them over a canvas and charge $500 for them. I said, Chip, can I remind you that I bought a $500 piece from you that hangs in my daughter's bedroom right now. Do you know what you've bought for me? A $50 hoodie. I said, well, you, I said, don't, don't, like, I haven't been nothing but supportive. I was like, I have clapped for you. So I'm so confused. We, I said, Chip, we were just on the phone when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Me and him sat on the phone for two hours, Brandon, and talked about how black men should resolve their conflicts. Stop. Brandon, two hours. Two hours we sat on the phone. He was on Chris Rock's side. He thought Chris, Will Smith was out of line. I was on Will Smith's side. I thought Chris Rock was out of line. Yes, we've heard that on this podcast. And we spent two hours talking about it. In that two hours, ooh, I hope. I don't know who listens to this podcast. Ooh, his girlfriend listens to his podcast. And she commented, or ex-girlfriend, or soon-to-be ex-girlfriend. Ashley, that nigga's trying to leave you. He's trying to leave you and move to Delaware Lance, with his ex. Lance, Lance, Uh-huh. I, I, I feel like you may have gone too far. Oh, okay. 
I don't know. Okay. I don't know this extent in this conversation. I don't know what privy information. I don't know if this is the dirt that you have that you're bringing up now. Uh-huh. But I, it sounds like it's getting personal. Okay. So I just didn't know if it was a, it was the general intention because now uh, now we're here. Now we're here. Because I told you one thing we need to make sure we we're up on is that we are we're we're ready to go live live and thrive or whatever we say on wax here. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're, and that's. Oh, well, where? Okay, keep going then. Where? Keep going then. He that's it. That's, to, that's you he heard it. Leave his ex from Delaware. You heard it. You heard it. And he told me this. He told me this. Like in that two-hour conversation, he said, "Hey, don't tell nobody." I was like, "So, like, when he, so he's told me that in the two-hour conversation, and then he wrote the status, and I was like, bro, what status? The, the, is this what we clapping for? Okay. So, like, I was like, wh- what? And, and who in their right mind tells somebody a secret and then proceeds to hate on them, like <laughs> in, a public, in a public forum. in a public forum? I was I was I was I was befuddled. So like I was like cool, and that's how I ended it. And you know I handled it great. People people kept. I mean people are still congratulating me. There are. I went to an art thing the other day and somebody came up to me, Thank, Lance, you are just my hero. You are my hero because the Lord, God ain't done with me yet. God, God's still working on me, cause I, I could not have handled it like that at all. So, I'm glad. I'm glad I brought it up. I'm glad you got a chance to talk about yeah, it. I'm glad you. it got. Well, we can leave it here on this podcast since you've uh, already outed him and his secret intentions, and apparently sucker, he, he, he sucker, jerk. He apparently don't he doesn't listen to the podcast, but his girlfriend does. So. Um, I hope she. I have to wear a mask to create my art because the stuff is so toxic that I work with. And this brother that stays on his computer, and I'm saying brother to not say another word, y'all, is on his computer and stretches it across a campus. There's no such thing as originality. This sells physical NFTs. And he got the nerve to talk about my people, my pieces. Physical NFTs. What? I thought. I thought that when he. Without knowing all the extra details around it, uh-huh. I thought because he was related to Megan that maybe he was like a stan of Nick's and was on some like trying to compare and contrast like artists like oh. like this is an art my my friend does art this way and this yeah. is real art. like I didn't know he was coming from his perspective of like doing his version of art and was you know trying to ride or die with his. Yeah, and he's for you know he's forty nine, so he's like been doing and to be doing that he type hum. of and to be doing that type of art. You say he huh? <laughs> he's forty nine years old, and to be doing that type of art for fifteen. And he about years. to restart again with a new girlfriend in Delaware. Oh, he man, he needs to settle down. Brandon, Brandon, he has uh, Clay. Brandon, settle down. You going crazy? No, his name's Chip Bayless. Oh, Chip, Chip Bayless. Oh, um, but wait, I said Clay, Chip. Uh, he also has a 13 and like 15 year old in Florida. That's not. I mean, where in Florida? Right, 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 right. They got nothing to do with him. But yeah, he well, because and that's how I got off the. That's how I got off the live, Brandon. I said, I said, all right, man. I said, well, all right, boy. I got my kid. I got. I got to feed my kids. You know, they live with me, so I'm on. Yes, I'm on keep going. Uh, I heard that because mom mentioned that as one of your last like, and she like. Ah! Kids, they live with me. Woo! He did. 
I think both of our moms are on point. Um, you tell me though, like while I'm doing this, so like I was doing all of this, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could podcast right now. Like, in I was in the heat of my, I was like, I just wish Brandon was here so I could like go off. But I was like, Brandon's in Las Vegas. He's chilling. He's he's doing his thing. So how was like Vegas? He was in Cali too, I think. Since the last time we talked, did we podcast between me going to San 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 Barbara, Santa Barbara? No, we did podcast for about Santa Barbara because you yeah. told us about you told us about everything, That's the wedding thought. and everything. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So we. I mean. The news that we hadn't launched, that I hadn't mentioned. Did we mention the last podcast? No. Did we talk? I thought. I thought I talked specifically. I didn't say it. I didn't mention it specifically. Mention it Gojo. Gojo. With Mike Go Jr. Uh, go rate, subscribe, download your sports podcast. Um, I also work at DraftKings now. That's where the place I could. DraftKings. Um, download the app. We were sitting on the information because. Download the app. Uh, we are sitting on the information because. Uh, it was announced where Mike Go Jr. had gone yet, but he was leaving ESPN. Um, and we are embarking on quite the journey. Uh, Gojo is a daily podcast. We just finished up our second full week. Um, yeah, a daily sports morning, morning sports podcast. Uh, that it's kind of like podcast radio because you just kind of always – turning it over and getting it out and we're trying to focus on the audio right now because it's been a struggle for me getting back in the saddle and uh, editing. Uh, one of the reasons why the Podcast Suns episodes comes out so late is because it's a big lift for me to sit down and actually edit the podcast when need be and now it's my job and you know but this is beautiful because it's one of those things I said I think I said while I was in Florida I realized that the one thing I'd be willing to do for free was podcasting, and that's why I was I'm going to be a podcaster. And ever since owning this, it's, it's kind of fruition. So that's kind of a, a real beautiful thing. And being able to do it with Mike, we always wanted to work together in some way, shape, or form. And he's been so so helpful. And uh, yeah, man, this has been a, a crazy week. But we're in Vegas for the draft, promoting it, uh, shaking hands with a lot of different people, talking to people. One thing that weird kind of happened. It's and it's. I don't know who else to talk about it but you, but you know Bart Scott. Yeah. The reason I really am a, a, a Ravens fan uh, at the very beginning of it. Hold on. Go, go deeper. Have we told the podcast about it? I feel like we've touched on the Bart Scott, but we I haven't have. gone into it. We have. It. I okay. feel like I've talked about it. I've said specifically who Bart Scott is in our world probably too, too specifically. Well, when it comes, when it comes to dad, uh, when it just, comes to dad, just know Bar Scott, my dad, and Bar Scott's mama, right? All kind of. Well, Bar Scott's mama used to babysit my dad, and Bar Scott came out of her vagina. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm afraid to even agree with it, even though it's all factually true. Um, so, yes. Uh, so, anyways. He was in Las Vegas? Because he, he works he works ESPN. He's like a talking that. head. He's like a big. Oh, word. Okay. He's like, yeah, he like has a show on ESPN. What? Um, yeah. Yeah, Barton's on, I think it is. But anyway, so I saw him, and we dapped it up, and he just like made a comment about my hair, and then we kind of kept it moving. 
and it was very, very weird in a very like, because he's he's very long gone from being like an idol of mine or somebody that I like actively look up to. He's just somebody that like kind of ironically still in the game that I'm in uh, when I was trying to get in the game that he was in. Right. right. Being an NFL player. Right. But it was it was it's weird because it was it was very interesting seeing him because I feel like he knows because he's really close with Willie, okay, and they do they do stuff at SNY together all the time so he's mentioned my name but I think Bart may think that I was more of a f- more fanned out on him and he was trying to, and like he needed to keep his distance when I just was just like I just said what's up to him and I was like oh maybe it'd be interesting to get a picture with him and I was like no. You kind of move on. It's like it's like the whole uh, mentors and like don't meet your heroes and all that type of stuff. Like once once the people are people, it's just like okay, yeah. But that was just the one weird thing that happened that, that I thought was like interesting. That's uh, enough to bring in this podcast. It's like a, this podcast is like a journal of, of of my life in general. It's like, huh? What what's the really private stuff I want to bring up? Um, but other than that, it was it was really cool. Uh, it was interesting. My first time covering the draft, I got a chance to meet a lot of people that cover NFL that I've known for a long time, just following uh, on TV or in print. Who's one like, like that was significant? Um, it's hard not to bring it, but uh, Mina Kimes. Um, Mina she, Kunis? Huh? Mina Kunis? Uh, I believe you're thinking of Mina Kunis. Mila Kunis. Kunis. That's I'm talking about Mina Kimes. And the worst movie, Jupiter Ascending. It was terrible. I didn't watch it. It was terrible. Keep going. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. So, um, you said Mia. Mina. Mina. Mina Kimes. Uh, she. That's the elephant's name in Sing. In Sing? Mm-hmm. Is Mina Kimes? Mina. Mina. Keep going. Mina you seen, have you seen Sing 2? I have. It's just not the same magic, but it's good. That's so funny. Corey and Jenna are obsessed with Sing. Yeah, I mean, it sh- they should be. <laughs> That's what they keep saying every time I bring it up. Yes, I mean, have like, you seen it? But yes, I was forced to see it at their house. You don't, you don't, you don't. It was good. It was surprisingly good. It's, I mean, it's fucking, it's fucking Moana good. It's like Lion King good. Eh, it's not Lion King good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lion King, to even disrespect you like that. Moana good is interesting. Moana. But anyways. Good. Yeah. Uh, Mina Kimes is like the head NFL writer for ESPN. Dope. And she's on some NFL live shows and podcasts and things like that. So I've just followed her for a long time and I knew Mike was friends with her. But we ended up having dinner with her during the draft. Oh, that's cool. Um, and <clears throat> she's been really supportive because, like, you know, I'm, I'm me and not really confident in what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And she's and some of the mistakes that I usually make in podcasts, like I've left in an actual show and she's hit me up on DMs and told me like, uh, keep being yourself, like keep leaning into it. Like you're super endearing. Like just keep doing, just keep doing you, which is helpful because it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of eyes. Like yeah. if you're talking about, for example, uh, we talked about our, our, our downloads of 45, an episode we've down, we, da- we upload every day and, our minimum amount of downloads is like 4,200 or something like 4,000. Yeah. So this is a lot of individuals listening. Yeah. Um, and I'm not always like, 
I mean, when I used to do Maybe I'm Crazy and Too Big and stuff like that, I was prep the topics. And now I feel like I'm just not really, I don't really have time to do all that. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. And Mike is really, really prepped and, and prepared and he sets it up. And I just kind of just give my initial thoughts. Well then, yeah. Okay. Which has been, which has been, which was been fun and kind of like danger, like kind of like not feeling right, fulfilling right, right, for right, me. Right, right. But then today, on today's episode, we got a guy named Stu Gotts. Uh, he's uh, part of works with Dan Levitard and all those guys. Uh, the the whole Dan Levitard, somebody who left ESPN too, and he's got a whole big crew of people in Miami. And this guy Stu Gotts is one of the guys who does one. He's his partner uh-huh. in crime, and he claims uh, he calls it. Uh, uh, fraud casting. Okay. Like how like easy this stuff is, and how oh, like God, dumb. God. Like he wants to like lift the curtain and like, you know, I, he's like just have a big stick and carry it. You know, like, yeah. speak loudly and confidently. You don't have to know what you're talking about. You don't have to watch the games. Like yeah, all yeah, the things. Yeah, so yeah. he takes the other side of it. So I was like, okay, like I see, I see my lane in this. In and this I, I want to say you're very. You talk about heroes that you can't meet. Um, you're very Chris Farley. It's very you you your your comedy is very like your personality is very Chris Farley in a room and it, you need to, you you should definitely lean into that more. Well, that's the thing too because I think that's a, that's a big that was one of the things about being in Vegas that was nice is like it's one thing always being like uh, the guy who's with someone because uh-huh. Mike opens up doors just from being Mike and yeah. then I'm coming because I'm. I'm with him, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he's got, they all got the podcast. Congratulations, guys, on the show. Congratulations, new show. Duh, duh, duh. But a lot of people don't even know if I've podcast. Right, right. They're right, just right. like, oh, my guy's boy. But they're surprised by my energy when I walk in the room. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this guy's, you know, yeah. this, like this, oh, this is why people enjoy being around, like, f- not considering his following or follower account. Yeah. Like, he just is a good person. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, too, and I was like, if you, I've thought about, I've come to the conclusion that I am. A LeBron James of real ones. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like naturally gifted. Yeah. It was just instinctually in me. Just a Midwest kid. Yep. You know what I mean? Just and I just I just got the glow. Yep. You no, know, again, the, the light, the light, the light. Like we 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 are just genuine. We're genuine people. And when you're a genuine person, like the humility is just at an all time high. And when you're humble, like People recognize that and like there it's endearing. What she said, it's endearing. It's like yeah. people literally see that. And you know, because people were like, you know, you did so you did so well with handling that. And I was like, you know, I'm humble. Uh he he's right. I've only been doing visual art technically for five years and compared to his twenty five years of doing the art, you know, I can only imagine how upset one would be. But I know the way I'm built, I would uh, I wouldn't be spending more than five years on something that I don't think I'm like. And I ain't saying don't try stuff that you're not good at or don't quit something just because you're good or do something just because you're good at. It's like try everything, the things that you're passionate about or get you hype. Keep doing them. Brandon, when I do art, I'll be yelling in the office. Like I'll put a piece down. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm like pacing around. And like Latoya will poke her head in and be like, what? You know, I'll be like, look, look, look. See how the shade is perfect. Dope. You know what I mean? And it still get, it gets me hyped. So it's like, that's why I do it. If I, I don't dope. do it to sell money, I don't do it to like. Sell money? 
money. I don't do it to um, make old niggas mad. You know what I mean? I just do it to because it, it makes me happy. And I think that being in those rooms and like because people can tell when this is a facade. People can tell when you want to be famous. Do you know that? You know that? Um, oh, I need to tell you about this too. Do you know that air or kind of demeanor? an actor puts on like you know they wanted to be an actor their entire yeah. life mm -hmm. and they want it so bad that they have like become this diva type thing y yes so they they i i see it as they care about a certain uh, they have to care about x y and z in their mind to do their job well and a lot of those things aren't connected to humility personability accountability all that type of stuff realness you say yeah. you go to realness. Yeah, that's so true. So the realness. Yeah. And the actors have committed themselves to the unreal so much that they cannot be real people in, like, real life, right? So there's this guy. You know, I'm with a talent agency, right? There was a audition for a dope part. Um, oh, this is what I – this one, I had a good audition. I usually bomb auditions. I do very bad at auditions, and I don't know why. It's just – it's weird. But this one I did really Crap. good. Huh? Prep. Well, prep is a big thing, but they only give us a, like 12 hours. They'll send us the like, you have an audition tomorrow, mm. like today. And they'll be like, you have an audition tomorrow too. Yeah, short turnaround. And like, I gotta remember, I gotta memorize like a page or two. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just it, so I'm always I get to that though too. Right. Well, I get the memorization down, but it's like putting the emotional transference with the right. words right. that don't always translate. So I don't yeah. do well in auditions. But this one was like four lines. Not even four. And they weren't long at all. So I was like, cool, prep, done. So I get there. It's for the part of Dre. There's three other Dre's there. or two other Dre's there. And it's like I sit down and I'm like, you here for Dre? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you here for Dre? I said, no, no, no. I'm here for Starman. Like, I was like, I'm here for the lead. <laughs> he was like, I was like, fuck with you, bro. Yes, I'm here oh, for the black God. man. Yeah. I'm here for the black character. Yeah. <laughs> and then Payson, I, don't, I didn't know he was here, was this guy, this actor that I had class with, I had acting class with. And he comes sashaying from the back. He's like going over the lines, like saying it over and over. Because I kept hearing the lines, but I didn't know who the fuck was saying them. And he, he's saying them, da 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 I was like, cool. Like, talk to him. You getting work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a backup extra. Da, 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 da. I was in class with this brother, so I kind of already know he's very. I'm an actor. Moby Dick's fr uh, uh, the Moby Dick franchise. The Moby class? Dick fran yes, the Moby Dick franchise class. Yes, okay. bro. He he. The guy and he did uh, anyway. Um. So the first Drake goes. He comes out. I low key heard him. Like he was yelling. So I heard. I heard them. Like the first dude. That's not rare though. That's not rare? No. Well, I mean, uh, the rooms, rooms are not. I'm going to tell you, it's a okay. ballroom. It's a ballroom. So anyway, the auditions had in a ballroom. So I hear the first dude, and then um, the guy I know, he's going next. And then he goes in, and I hear him too. And then he comes out with his fucking glasses on, like his sunglasses in, inside the building. And he says, on the first one, just do it, do it how you practice, do it, do it how you like went over it. But on the second one, just, you know, really ease off of, he like giving me tips and shit. And I was like walking past him, like trying not to hear him. Like I was like, all right, all right, bro. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Cause like I knew he was like doing like this. <sighs> I just did it. Here's some tips that'll help yeah. you. And I was like, 
you already dressed. He dressed like he was in the Matrix. Like he dressed like he was going to like Neo's funeral. He was like an all black. Neo's funeral. Like like it was crazy, and he was very grunge. And the scene called for to be coming out of a coffee shop. So I'm in a button down and like some slacks because like I just got a coffee. I brought a freaking coffee mug. I'm like, that was this like not a mug but a, a like disposable cup that I had that morning. Mm-hmm. And he gave me these little notes. And then it's in the back of the room. I go into the audition place. It's in the back of the room. I'm like, why was I hearing these niggas? Like, why was I hearing them? Oh, wow. It was in the back of the room, and they got a microphone. And you're like maybe five, six feet away from the camera. So I'm like, hey, how you doing? Like, that was a line. And they're yelling it. I, I, I was like, hey, what's up? You know, right. that, that was the way I delivered it. The, oh, you talking about the da-da-da? Brandon, I did so well. The casting director and the spooky um, video casting director, director that was blacked out. I could just hear their voices. They said, oh, that was great. The cast producer said, I have no notes. I have no notes. Did you want to do it again? I said, I could do it in a Mickey Mouse voice. Everybody, like, laughed, right? They said, no, good. So I left. I felt good. I was like, oh, I'm getting that part. That's, it's done deal. I was happy. Um, she came, like, she left and, like, looked at me twice because I was talking to uh this place across the way, and they called and gave me a bigger role. Ooh, bigger uh, uh, Daddy Dre, uh, Professor, <laughs> Professor, Professor Dre. Dre, and it was more words, but very much so like up my alley, very much so. Nice, and I bombed it. Okay, mm. what do you mean? So they wanted you to come audition? It was virtual. She had auditioned again for another yeah role, and then they and then it was maybe they can find a middle ground, maybe a a, a TA if it was a professor, right? With Dre, like maybe yeah. No, I'm fine. Oh, I was really gonna be just happy with Dre, and I wish they would have just gave me the part instead of trying to they may. challenge to see right. They may, they may. They it, may. it doesn't shoot until later, so that's fine. Nice. Well, congratulations, and I'm oh, so sorry. It happens. Yeah. Yeah, it does, and that's that, I mean, with this podcast, man, I just, I be saying some stupid shit sometimes, and <laughs> I got- On other people's podcasts? On our podcast. Oh, damn, okay. I listened back to it, and I was like, that makes no sense, why did I say that? But, you know, I said it. <laughs> so I got to live with that, and I was like, I got to live with being, like, not being as good as I would like to be. And then just I mean, use that use that as information to, or as as inspiration to try to get better, and that's that's what I've always done with all these shows. So it really is not that big of a deal. What but. is good in your mind? Because like I remember that one pack, the first fifty episode, and you said we were potting like crazy because like we were do we I felt like we were in a motion of like is that good to you? Where it's like topic after topic and being knowledgeable about those topics and kind of following like a rundown. What's being no? Good? I think. Uh, Having something interesting to say and knowing what you want to say and being able to, like, basically take the taking off on a plane, flying and landing the plane and knowing where you want to land and knowing where you're taking off from the entire time. I think that's a, a version of the good, especially when it comes to these sports takes, like giving an example of, uh, like, painting a picture, but it, but it being... It landing well. Here's an example. Last week, we were talking about Ben Simmons, mm. right? Yeah. He's had mental health things in the past. Um, 
but also he's getting back surgery right now, and it's just weird for when you talk about big Spin Simmons. This is the first – him getting back surgery is, like, the first real, like, problem. Other than that, everyone's just said that he's got something wrong with him. There's some medical – like, he's taking medical stuff. That's why he's not playing basketball. Okay. Right. Mike had a great point that said he doesn't think that we as a society are physically ready to have the conversation about mental health with athletes right now. He's like, he said we don't have the words yet to help articulate ourselves because we don't understand it as much uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. So, um, and he was saying that he didn't he didn't like the fact that uh, everyone is blanketly discrediting Ben Simmons' mental health because they don't understand it. Right. 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 So in that conversation, Mike drops off and lets me talk, and I was just like, okay. And I thought about something I could say real quick, and I it didn't execute it well, but sometimes it doesn't always go this way. But I said, do you remember? I said, follow this comp right now. So do you remember when Pokemon was going on? And people who didn't really understand the world of Pokemon would see Pikachu and think that his name was Pokemon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or people who didn't understand X-Men would see Wolverine and think that's X-Men. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I said, in that same way, certain people who are dealing with mental health problems just think depression is mental health. Oh. Mental health issues. So I use that as an example of, like, for Ben Simmons, people just think, he might be depressed, but he could have all kinds of stuff that's going on with him mentally that we don't know about. Yeah. Causing him not to shoot and all the yips and all the other type of stuff like that. Right. So anyways, that's a version of me getting in the plane, knowing where I'm laying, taking off nice. and landing, and it was like registering with people. Nice. I feel like a lot of times I'm getting dropped off of another plane high in the air, and I have the materials to build a plane with me, and it's just a matter of if I build the plane fast enough and can land <laughs> well enough before the end of the take is over, when yeah. it was my it's my turn to talk, you know what I mean? Yeah, make sense? I got you. Yeah, cause in some, and sometimes I crash. Yeah, and this is what it is. Are it you crashing, or do you think people are like? I'm sure y'all do like. I think crashing is probably it's a it's a I think that's a result of what you intended to to do. Right, right, right. So okay. if I, I'm I'm failing in my mind because I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't handle the situation the way I wanted to handle I didn't communicate the way I wanted to communicate. And I can tell that, especially listening back to the to the product. Well, first of all, I want to say that I think that you are, you know, we're poets. We, we have a creative mind and we work real well with like metaphors. So like how you built that Pokemon metaphor or analogy I feel like should be where most of your takes come from because you can get real creative with how you explain things to people. Um, just to, And it's literally no effort because all you have to do is like, this is how I see it, and right, it's boom. Right. And then secondly, um, Miles Davis said, it's not about playing a bad note. It's about the note you play after. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's I like great. That. So it's jazz, man, and I feel like commentating on podcasting is very much so a jazz right. type thing. So it's like you're supposed to improvise. You're supposed to think that you're supposed to crash and keep crashing and make it a fucking bloody horrible. Okay, slow down. Oh, okay. I, I was gonna uh, say Stugat. Shout out to him. He says he calls it a lazy river. Mm. Podcasting. He's like, don't fight it. You don't know where it's gonna go. Just kind of bounce around. 
You're in the lazy river. Don't try to don't try to paddle. Yeah. Don't try to paddle the current. But there's different ways people want to do things. So yeah. and I, and I think I appreciate and respect the fact that Mike and I can be this kind of heads and tails duo. Yeah. And yin and yang duo, duo uh, which is great. But um, but yeah, I just you know I like to try to get better at the thing. But this the schedule right now is is tough. Uh, we so we're recording after. We put out the podcast every morning, so we record Sunday, Thursday, Sunday to Thursday nights, like late after the NFL or NBA games, and uh, and we record, and then I try to and I just get to editing um, that late that night, sometimes into the morning, sometimes I stop at three p three a.m. to take a nap. Or to sleep for a little bit and wake up at six to finish or seven to finish, um, but it, it's a lot all at night and then in the during the day where I would usually be doing creating stuff to pub episodes. I feel like I'm catching up on sleep yeah. or like kind of scheduling for the next guest because it's you know every day we need somebody, right. uh, and so we usually whenever we get a guest we can grab them, get an interview, and then get together for the foot for basketball or for the football games, the basketball games at the end of the end of the day. So, but it's just been, um, it's been a lot, but it's been beautiful. We got some good feedback. We're the, we're in the, our first week, we were in the top five of, of sports uh, yeah. podcasting. Uh, That's exciting. Podcasts. Yeah, so it's nice. And then now, the second week, we're in the, like, we're in the top 30, so still uh, charting in, in sports. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot, but it's, it's fun, and it's just a new territory, so, and I just am excited to get better at the thing by doing it more but um but yeah it's a uh, and mike's been it's just a great partner he's been i mean he's on twitter all the time make growing the show no, it's, it's, his twitter it's is nice. um his twitter's fire and mike i will be um working or i'm going to be following and retweeting you a lot more sir um i always followed you before you started working with brandon but now that you're working with brandon for some reason the algorithm is like flooding my feed so oh, yes, if you see likes um and retweets from your boy mr spread love just know it is exactly that all love i want to say happy birthday to our uncle nate you know something Nate's birthday i did not so Nate's birthday happy birthday uncle nate oh reina reina did you. just have a baby yes happy belated mother's day happy belated mother's day to uh, all the mothers no but i've been actually she's been we've been playing phone tag i actually oh have to call her like i was Oh, that's funny. It's been, yeah. Um, I have uh, two things. I got Southern Fried, and then I had um, left on my little rundown list. The summer camp thing. Ooh, the story about when God talked to me. Have I ever told you about that? The first, that's the first time I heard about you drowning in my recollection. So when you was telling the story to Michelle and I outside. Oh, so it's summertime, or summertime's coming up, right? And like summer camps are a whole thing. Like me, Latoya has been like really good about like scheduling people, but she's also been giving me hell about it because I'm not the one scheduling people. And I'm just like not, it's just not my expertise. You know what I mean? Like calling people and finding programs and stuff and all the other stuff. It's like just not my expertise. So I was like really slacking on. I feel like I'm talking like John Leguizamo when he was uh, Sid the Sloth. Whatever. Um, so I'll be lacking on the summer programming. Um, 
but we got people in summer program and then it's like bounced around it's really dope they get a lot of different experiences and that's what summer camps are for right so like you haven't been to summer camp right you've never been to a summer camp growing up football but that's it yeah they don't count it's like straight work it's annoying they don't, yeah and it's, yeah for scholarships ain't no yeah. roasting no marshmallows for no uh football summer camp but regular summer camps like uh salute your shortaway camp that's huh? what people call it. Sleepaway camp. You said that's what white people call it? I said people, but oh. it, in in that world, I was thinking about people who go to sleepaway camps, and those are traditionally white people, so yes. Yeah, no, I was definitely one of the only black kids, and mom had the bright idea to send me to a sleepaway camp. Um, you wanted to go. I did want to go. Yeah. Yeah. You remember this? Yeah. What you remember? That there's one sleepaway camp that everyone from... I guess Shively, Dixie, all those schools, uh, Shacklet and stuff went to. Um, I think every year they would come back talking about what they did, and we never went because literally the last day of school, growing up in Louisville, we would get in the car and drive to Detroit until, much to my mom's dismay, the, the day before school started in the fall. That's so real. So that's so real. So we really didn't spend much time in, in camps, in, camps in, in Kentucky. That's true. We so was, we, we in Kentucky in general. No, that's true. Not man. at all. So so we I think about that. All of our summers were in Detroit. Yeah. Except for these like fringe ones. Yeah. Until 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 we got into high school and started playing sports, where like we had to be because that's what I, I we would come back we would come back for practice. At, my, at, at best, but anyways, I'm. When saying, I went I to this camp, did you go to Detroit or did you stay with mom? I just was in. I think I, I. I think I just hung out because I think Eric went to the church, the camp. Yeah, he went to like, the camp. He went, too. he went to that camp. But yeah, basically, when we got back to Shackley, everyone in our elementary school would be talking about the camp they went to last summer. And Lance, I think one of our friends, Zach, maybe at that point in time was Lance's friend. Zach had said that he wanted. So Lance was like, "I want to go." So mom. Made it happen. I remember dropping you off, and uh, I remember picking you back up. And you weren't too thrilled. I don't think like it wasn't. You were much more excited to leave and go than you were when I when we like Pick picked you up. up. Yeah, because I was. So that's what I remember from camp. Oh, that's crazy. I had a whole life experience, like apparently that you was not a part of, Brandon. And I'm sorry for that. I wish that you would have had these experiences because it was. I don't want to go outside. I still barely, barely do. Like even with the skating rinks, we had a yeah. skate skating rinks, uh, uh, champ skating rink every Tuesday. Right, skating parties. S- skating parties, not every Tuesday. First Tuesday of the month. Yeah. And Lance would want to go all the time, and I wouldn't want to go unless my mom went. So we would drop him off all the time, and I'd pick him up, and I'm like, okay. And I'm like, mom, you going? She like, no. All right, Lance, going again by himself. I remember that. Oh my God. <laughs> God, Brandon. Expose yourself. This is why we're so like we're similar, but we so, like how we've changed. Two like, years a big difference when it comes to kids and adolescents. I guess and being, it is, and being, man. Like out, like outgoing for stuff too. I believe. Oh my god! At this camp, this summer camp, Brandon, I fucking broke out in a rash. I got I used whatever like suntan lotion that mom gave me, and my body broke out in the fucking like scabies. Like there was red bumps all over my body, and it was like hot. To like lay on things, like when I laid on the sheets, it burned. So I never use sunscreen again, like to this day. Wow. So that's one thing I've realized. I had like allergic reaction to sunscreen. I 
swam. The story I was telling Brandon, uh, it was the first time I like swam in the lake, and there was a test you had to te- you had to swim in the pool in the shallow end and show you could do the stuff. Then you had to swim in the deep end of the pool. Then you graduated from the pool and you went to the lake. But before you swam out out in the lake, you had to get this brick. They put a blue brick in the water on the side of a pier. So this ain't like the shore or nothing. This is like a pier. It's out in the lake a little bit. So the side of the like the lake itself kind of curved down the the land so you didn't know where that brick was going to land when they dropped it in there wherever it dropped i tried to get it couldn't get it i got to like the last of my breath and i got the brick but then i was coming up and i <laughs> no breath and i thought i was gonna die I like oh I, I just it was so long it seemed like so such a long time to the surface and I got up and I was out of breath. So that was enough. That was one experience. I almost died at this camp. Um, at this camp, I was exposed to more cursing than I had ever been exposed mm. to, Brandon. Like white boys cuss. When I tell you like white boys cuss, they were like, I had never heard so much cussing. And at this point, I still very much so thought that this was like wrong. You shouldn't cuss. It was, right. Do you never been. How old was, do, I, do you know how old I was? I don't know how old I was. Uh, you probably were, you probably were like, yeah, probably 10, 9 or 10. It feels very 10. It feels very 9, nine or 10. 9 or 10, yeah. I feel very 9, but. Yeah, it, it, may, have been, like, it may have been, it may have been 9. It may have been the summer after 4th grade going into 5th grade. It could have been 10, though, because Zoe's green like this. So I was Zoe green, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was Zoe green, and I'm going into... And these white boys is cussing up a storm, so I'm like, cool, I, I start cussing, right? We were sitting outside. They showed a movie, Smokey and the Bandit. Have you ever seen that movie? With, uh, uh, Bill Russell? Not Bill Russell. That's a basketball player. Bill Reynolds. Bill Reynolds. Yeah, I've seen pieces of it. I, we watched that whole fucking movie. Oh, first not of all, Bill Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Bill Reynolds. Uh, first of all, I saw that movie. I love that movie, Smokey and the Bandit. I love it. Um, but there was a storm. And it was thundering, and there was like lightning, but it wasn't raining. So like our camp counselors and everybody was like, "It's cool. It's just a little storm." Brandon, I was crying. I was like in tears on the back row. I thought God was mad at me for like cussing, and I was like, "God, I'm so sorry. I will never cuss again. <laughs> I'm so sorry." And like, you can't, can't nothing. I mean, it is a, it's in me. It's in me. Like, God, and from that day on, like, God spoke to me. Or well, I interpreted every time things. It, I, no, you mentioned that when it rains or has you think it's God, like, mad at you about something. But that's funny that that was the genesis of it. That's the genesis. Crazy. It was the first time, like. Did oh, you apologize and it stopped? Um, yeah, like, the next morning, because it was nighttime. So, like, the next morning was very, like. Did you cry, oh, you got a chance to cry yourself to sleep? No, no, no. I didn't cry. Like, I, I was, okay. I, again, I'm around a whole bunch of white boys. So, like, yeah. and I'm, like, one of the only black dudes. It was, like, some Indian kid, an uh, Indian kid, I think. And it was one other black dude, Vernon. But he was super invested in whiteness. Um, like, like I wasn't doing, I was not doing the stuff like the white boys was doing. They was, like, they was doing a lot. They was, like, mischievous. I was, like, these motherfuckers is bad as hell. I said, they are... I was a good boy. I was like, <laughs> you know, I came here <laughs> to do stuff. Um, I shot my first shotgun there. I, like, yeah. shot an arrow, went fishing. It was great. Um, but, yeah, no, the next morning was very, like, I forgive you. Uh, watch the cussing. And, you know, I was just very selective. 
I think that I cuss so much now because God not has abandoned me, but he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, you're, you're a lost cause. Uh, that's definitely not what God thinks. Of course not. Of course not. Okay, I was make sure. Like, like my cussing, like, like I tried to scare him into like not saying, because curse words, like I was very, uh, I yes. thought curse words, I was like, these, these, boy, these boys are saying a lot of curses. The sky is... It's storming and it's not raining. This must be a curse. Toiling, toiling, toiling hey, trouble. Uh, bubble, bubble, toiling trouble. We, uh, you, you, I, I will say, it's not too crazy because at that point in time, I think it was it was it was Tim Allen. It wasn't Jungle to Jungle. It was mm. Tim Allen and uh, and Jonathan Taylor Scott, the guy, whoever did long. Uh, he's a great name drops. You know, but he yeah, he, he did he did Lion King. Yeah. Um. But it was a it was a movie where they were in the Indian tribe. Yeah. And they had a rain stick and they did rain dances. Yeah. And they if you did you had to do the rain dance and it would come down. Right. 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 At that point in time, I still thought that that was, I th- I still thought the weather could be conjured. I'll say that. Very dope. You know what I'm saying? You know, obviously with storm and stuff. So uh, from X Men, yeah. so I so I'm telling you that it's not too crazy to hear that you're thinking that it's so tied to to God and religion and faith and curse words. Uh, when I was thinking like I'm not going to do Native American sounds, but the things that those people shouldn't have been doing on films, right? I thought that worked. That's crazy. It's not even crazy. It's good. There's something about that, Brandon. There's a there's a whole. There's a whole theory, uh, universal, alternate dimension, all types of, you know, theory to that stuff. And we may have control of our simulations more than we think. Um, yeah, that's fair. You haven't seen, what are you watching right now? I was wondering, like, what, what, what are you watching? Uh, I just finished Winning Time, the Lakers Dynasty uh, dramatization. Okay, whatever. good things. Uh, yeah, great. John C. Riley is amazing in it. Um it's just it was just a really good series done by the same people, uh, Adam McKay who did Secession, uh, Don't Look Up, uh, oh, all the shit. all the um, Anchorman and all the other type of stuff. So oh. same same done by the same director. So it is it, it's like the Big Short. It takes a different uh, approach to telling the story. I haven't really got a chance to be watching much. Obviously Atlanta. I've watched. I'm caught up with everything other than I don't think. There was maybe not a last most recent episode, but no last most recent episode was um, Darius and them Paperboy taking the this room. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Paperboy taking this room um, and Trinity to the bone. Uh, oh, Trinity! Oh my God, that was one before that. So good, so good, so good. Uh, but I, I was just that, <laughs> between that and so like your accent so thick. Yeah, I mean, people say that. People say to people ten minutes. He said, uh, from Tribeca. Tribeca. He said it's Trinidad and Tobago, and no, I'm from Tribeca. <laughs> uh, but I haven't uh, between that and video and uh, video games and the basketball games yeah. and sports stuff. I really haven't been able to uh, watch much of anything. Um, trying, I'm searching. But yeah, no. You get headaches because you don't sleep. No, I got up at five thirty today. I get my headaches. My migraines come from like not sleeping, not eating, and not drinking water. Like in my thirty-four years of life, I've broken down to like those are it. Um, 
So I drank water today and I ate today. I woke up today. I woke up at um, like five with Cora. So like every the wince and the stuff you just saw me go through, like I was going through a crazy migraine and it literally like it's like just now finally going away. Yeah, it feels so good. It's crazy relief. Crazy relief. Um, I drink water every day. Yeah, I drink water every day. Okay. Because I don't want a headache. Okay. I mean, the water one was one I eliminated in college. Like, I was like, why am I getting these headaches? And the water one was one that I eliminated that in college. The sleep one, I didn't identify until, like, late 20s. Okay, we're not getting into this. Oh, we're not uh, getting into this. Uh, were you just talking about something? No, I was going sw- to switch it up. Okay. That's okay. I have not listened to... Mm. The double album from Kendrick Lamar. Check. Big Steppers. Uh, what is it called? Big Steppers. Mr. Mr. Moral. Mr. Moral. Haven't listened to it. Have you? Yes. Okay. So you'll be able to talk to us about that. I have listened to uh, Jack Harlow's album. Nice. Um, Ooh, we got stuff to talk about. So just, that was, I just wanted to get into the no, music let's a little it, bit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And what else? There's other stuff that came out. The uh, Future put out an album. You didn't listen to it? None that's worth talking about. Stop it. Pusha right T's project was good. You didn't listen to it? Yes, I did. It was really good. Pusha T's project was good. Like he's uh, He suffers from the same problem that Drake suffers from, where it's like you can just make multiple versions of your good versus like making mm. something that feels like it's testing your boundaries right. and the uh, right. the whole if anything, he, if anything, he lets the, like, beats test his boundaries but as far as like flow and content it's the same shit yeah it's the same shit um okay so we'll talk about those two we can we can keep it on those i just want to tell you those were good the dreamville uh album uh i know y'all haven't listened to it yet uh it was decent dreamville uh oh the double uh dreamville and drama yeah 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 you yeah, did we yeah. did that two days ago or yeah. two podcasts ago yeah far. So I don't need to go to back that far. Let's just stay on Jack's and and then you saw all the fanfare about Jack and the Derby and everything else. Drewski and Drake and you see their everything. picture. They got a meme going around with uh, Jack being carried because he didn't want to get dirt on the shoe, and then they juxtapose yes. it to like black people carrying white people. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about that? The motherfucker didn't want to get dirt on the shit. Have you ever been to Churchill? Downs? It wasn't. It wasn't not wanting to get dirt. They were doing actual music video shoot. Like they were shooting the Churchill Downs video there, and mm. so he was he was trying to stay stay uh, music video clean. Somebody but, somebody said you know you could have just put on some different shoes, and I, I kind of agree. Like absolutely. we couldn't have had somebody on his team get some different shoes. But also, what's the, what's the uh, optics of? A black person on the team carrying the dirt shoes. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Like just in the back of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It looked, it looked. It looked. It looked how it looked. It looked uh, how it looked. Somebody, he's getting. He's somebody. People coming at him now because he. Uh, he was on Hot 97. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was on Hot 97 yesterday, and they were playing a game, and he was trying to give clues to see who this person was. And they played. They played the start of a Brandy song. Uh huh. And he didn't know he didn't know what it was. He thought it was Aaliyah and her audio camera at that point in time. So it was like, okay, so Jack Harlow doesn't recognize Brandy's voice. Okay, not a, not too big of a deal. He was still in the game playing 
Lord Styles gave another hint. Said his, her brother, made a lot of people famous out here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he was like, "What?" She like, he was like, "Some tapes," and then he was like, "It's like, so you talking about Ray J?" But, and then they were like, "You don't know that Ray Ray J and Brandy are brother and sister." He's like, this is the first time I'm hearing it. This is the first time anybody told me that, right? And it went viral that, you know, he found out on air. And a lot of people were clipping and said, this y'all white clean, king that y'all lusting over? That's funny. This, this, this white dude that don't know if Brandy and Ray J are, are siblings? But is that what we crucify niggas for? You know what I mean? Like, is that what we judge people for? So. Brandy I mean, is, yeah. like, far out of his age range. But I, I, that's what I'm you saying. I mean? like, the only reason why Brandy is irrelevant is because of Ray J. That was another hint was, like, she had a TV show. Moesha is far out of his age range. He wasn't. He I wasn't, think. I think it's funny. That's that, bias. I think it's funny that they said, they said do that for for Jack Harlow. Uh-huh. This is what he's being taken to task. Yeah. For. No. Right. Like, like not being a. Oh no! Locally, he's taking the task for his uh, DJ shooting and killing a yes. young lady. This, but that that case been going on for over a year now. Yeah. I mean, that's just locally. He, he's he's already among the activists here, and you know. But again, I'm I'm a. I'm a Jack fan just because I'm a Louisville fan, and he reps Louisville like crazy. Did you hear all the, like, drops he had in the album about, like, different Louisville stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, even, I thought it was interesting that in the Churchill Downs track, do you know who his real name is? Uh-uh. His real name is Jackman. Jackman? Jackman. Like, oh. that's his legal name? Yeah. And in the Churchill Downs, he said, Everybody think they know Jack, but they don't know Jack, man. They just know I got the hoes and the flows and yeah. the backed out shows. And I was, I just read that his name was Jackman, and I was oh, like, oh, he just, good bar. he just put his whole his, his government in there. I had no idea. I thought he was talking about Jackman, like he jacks people. Bro, so his like, name I, like, is he, Jackman Harlow. No, y'all know my 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 evil side. I like I, to jack people. I found out. I found that out, and I was like, that makes much more sense. He's definitely. That's much more Kentucky. The critics that I've heard about the album or criticisms I've heard. Critiques. Critiques. Uh, criticisms from, and these are not like qualified people at all. Um, well, one of them was, but all the qualified people are supportive. Like all the all the qualified people to comment on his album, like the DJs that I know and the like producers that I spoke to about the album. Like they all have, like they're excited about it. They love the different producers. They love that like, He's changing. He's like chameleon on this. Like mm-hmm. whoever, if he's featuring somebody, he has turned into that person, and he's rapping like that person. The game, uh, the game. That's what the game does a lot. Right. Boom. Yeah. And the game is top tier. Yeah. I mean, well, only good, tier. only good rappers can do that. Right. But what are what are the actual critiques? Tell but me. that's the. Uh, they say that you know he doesn't have an original sound, and I I push back on that and say like, but it is though. It's like a melding of all your favorite. Rappers, it's like uh, I didn't. The Wayne thing I didn't like about the last album was I thought it was constructed too much like a Drake album, mm. where like this is where the Bari Bari Bars track goes. This is where the the track for the ladies goes. Uh. This uh, the rappy track for the ladies. This is where the actual tracks for the ladies go back to back. Then something hard. Then something like it's a formula uh. that I thought was followed too much, especially for somebody who is such a big fan of Drake. Uh. But Ironically enough, I feel like him tapping in with Drake has kind of unleashed this like next level. But I still think I mean I still think it's very like he says in the album he's gotten he's 
coming far away from confetti. I just think because people know about him. Like I honestly feel right. like he was rapping just as good as he yeah. has been since he's been eighteen. Agree. Agree. Like he just has more swag about yeah. it. Yeah. And he always Confident. looks like he just took his <laughs> it looks like he just had a hat on always or had yeah, some right, headphones right, on. Right, 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 right. Like he just So yeah, but I, I did I did appreciate when you see a feature for a song and an album and a track, you're already thinking about the track and how it's gonna be handled. And I don't know if I loved how he handled all the different features from the last album, but I'm really a big fan of how he handled the Drake Churchill Downs. Yeah. Like I'm just, he treated it like it was one of those Ricky Rose featuring Drakes or just bars, like yeah. not trying to chase radio so play. So that's why Drake was here because they was shooting the video. So there's a video for Churchill Downs about to come out. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. I mean, Jake and Jake was here because Church. I mean, yeah, he was. Yeah, he never came in, to Derby. Huh? He ain't never came to Derby. I don't know. That's we've fact. never, we've never since I've been living here. We've never. Heard he's of not. Him he's not. Derby. He's not. He's only been the version of Drake that he is now, like only recently. That's you funny. know what I'm saying? That's funny. You know what I'm saying? So like, he could have been like low key. Yeah, he could have been Drake. It's crazy. Speaking of Drake horse races or rich people in like horse races. I told you that I was in that magazine, right? Uh, Blood Horse. Yes. I had that feature in, in the Blood Horse magazine. And I went through this whole ordeal. I tried to, like, subscribe. I told you about that story, right? Yes. I mean, like, we we're, we're, we're weirdly a part of it. I recently emailed them and told them, you know, my situation. And she said, um, she said, uh, she said, um, oh, anyway. Uh, she, I wrote, I said, I want to cancel my subscription because I ain't got uh, 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 my book yet. And she was like, okay, well, did you want me to just send you blah, 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 blah. I said, actually, maybe you can help me with this because she wrote back quick. I was like, oh, y'all got some customer service. Yeah. Well, look, I just need a copy. Like, look, this is my name. This is a picture of my article. I just wanted a physical copy from my archives. And she was like, we'll cancel your subscription, refund your money, and send you a oh, comp, nice. comp issue. Right? Nice. So it was very cool. I was like, love. And I got it yesterday. Right? So I got it. It wow. came in the mail yesterday. And I'm like, looking. I was like about to look for my article. But I'm like, what is in this magazine that got people? Yes. Like, why is it this expensive? Right. Why is it this, like, what are the advertisements, get? even? Farms. Horses. Like, the advertisements are, say, beautiful farm, 1.2 million type stuff like it's nothing wow. like People a lot selling. of these too like realtors got huge ads selling actual horses and land and stables and trainers and low-key maybe even humans like there's got to be some type of rich code in it because a lot of the horses was next to like people that like you can buy this well yeah the horse person. i mean horse has a specific trainer like that black dude who's dreaded up uh he's, well, he's got i think he's got twists that he has braided uh, but he was always next to Rich Strike, mm. and I've seen multiple pictures now. I was like, "Oh, that must be Rich Strike's like, mm. like handler, mm. like the Rich Strike, the horse that won the Kentucky Derby." Yeah. Um, but that's probably where he, you know, they found out about that horse because he, that that uh, right. that owner bought him for four, thirty thousand dollars last year. In Blood year. Horse. In Blood Horse. Do you feel me? Like, and, that, and, that's a, and also, and also, he was a Kentucky horse. They, it was, a, it was like the, like. Seven of the last twelve Kentucky Derby winners, are horses are from California. The other ones came from Kentucky, and this one, uh, Rich Strike, actually comes from Versailles, uh, Versailles, Kentucky, yeah. which is where Woodford uh, is, like yeah. you know, right by Lexington. Yep. So that's cool. That it, 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 it is cool. It's like, uh, yeah, right. It is cool. 
But it's not cool that like there's this magazine like so like Drake should buy like he should subscribe to Blood Horse. Like that's how that's why I'm saying that was his first time because I feel like if he was exposed to horse racing and like realized it was a place like if any of these rappers and not be and not but none be. of these rappers are like really in it. Like they're not they're not in the because he's uh, Drake Drake has stake in the Toronto Raptors. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like you're for, yeah, right. Like yeah, you're like you're in the thing that's your right. bag, right? Or like you think they can be like all these people in NFTs just because somebody rich is telling them to get into them. Like y'all ain't really into this stuff, but right. people can pick up expensive hobbies that they can get money back from. Right. I can't imagine. I feel like there's probably a lot of gambling, literally in yeah. the horse right. market. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, it was probably the original, right? It's like horse racing is probably the original gambling. Entity, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just talking about like the purchasing and selling and acquiring of specific horses is all a gamble. I don't like people all the time, but I do. Um, Southern Fried is coming in June the 8th uh, through the 11th. Um, big, it's, it's a really big show. It's going to be a really big show. Um, there's like... There's so much that's been going on, B. Like, literally, I've been, like, working, like, n- nonstop. My, my day is c- filled with, like, organizing Southern Fried, and it's going to be amazing. It's really going to be nice. Ooh, Speak so, on. so, so. Um, Southern Fried is the largest poetry slam competition. Yes. Y'all, I know, I know I'm always introducing it. 32 cities. Um, this is for people who just, like, who maybe don't know nothing. Um 160 plus poets, 16 individuals bouting for over $10,000 in cash and prizes. It's a four-day event um, with three venues going on simultaneously. So, like, what's a concert? Like, Rolling Loud, does that have different stages? Or concerts have different stages, right? So, yeah, Rolling Loud. So, it's like that. It's like a thing music festival with different stages. And each stage will feature a different city between 5 p.m. and 10 p.m. Cool? So that means I have four or four. Did I say three? I mean four. Four different stages. So I had to have four different venues. We'll have resurface space, which is a really cool building facade. So, like, imagine you're walking past a building and it's gone. Uh, Ant-Man. Or, yeah, Ant-Man when he made the building shrink. That type of thing. Where it's like there was a building. There's no more building. They turned that into, like, an event space. So it's going to be a real dope lot. Then we got... Um, the theater, the KPA, where we had the original Southern Fry in 2017, then we, or the other one that we had here in Louisville. Um, next venue will be at Wiltshire Pantry, a nice little bakery slash uh, coffee shop. And then the third one will be Roots 101, African American Heritage Museum. These will all be across Main Street, Louisville's Museum Row. And we got crazy sponsors. When I tell you, like, I want to say right now, Brown Foreman, it's a t- shame that y'all didn't respond. Y'all should definitely be a part of Southern Fried. I want to say, um, uh, 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 Humana. You want to put the energy towards the people that decided to? I'm about to. Because you're now you're, you're, giving, you're giving time to the people that did not 
So, so you're almost advertising for the people that aren't advertising for well, you. I need them to understand my disdain, all right? So Humana also, I would have liked y'all to be a part of this, but it is what it is. I do want to say thank you so much to Community Foundation of Louisville, uh, to Black Love Initiative for Metro United Way, KFC, thank y'all so much. Oh, yeah, Black Love, y'all didn't give no money for that. So never mind, y'all ain't get no money for Southern Fried. Thank you, but no thank you. Um, LRCC, the Louisville Recovery Community Connections. Thank y'all so much. I'm glad to have y'all a part of it. And also, I want to say real quick, they do great work. So y'all check out the Louisville Recovery Community Connection. Um, they hand out Narcan. They have programs for um, users and people addicted um, with that disease. So, or excuse me, people with addiction and that disease. So y'all um, check them out. They're really dope. Cities United. Much, much love to the Focus Cities United. It's a national organization. We really appreciate you. Metro Louisville, y'all came through in the clutch out of nowhere and late in the game, but I'm glad that y'all came through anyway because every little bit helps. And um, thank you to all of our other sponsors who gave uh, lesser amounts of money. I'm sorry you didn't pay enough to get mentioned, but I do love you for sponsoring, and I appreciate you so much. So you guys are fully funded and ready to go? Yeah, fully funded. Fully funny. It was a and it that was crazy, man. Like getting, I don't, I don't think people understand. Like, and this is a festival, man. This is a national festival. You feel me? I don't know. I feel like the dude you watched um, Questlove's Oscar-winning uh, Summer of Soul. I did. Or okay, so the guy that put that together, um, I forgot his name, and I should not forget his name because yeah, I feel like him. I feel like him. Like. Having to book the talent and like, and this thing, I ain't have to book the talent, but like, just really squaring stuff away and it feels good. But I don't see myself doing it again, no time like soon. Cause it was a lot of, uh, I don't ask people for things. So it was a lot of me coming down off my, off my, uh, self sufficiency. Also, huge, huge shout out. I'm saying it on a podcast, Stevon. Um, of Chenault Solutions. Chenault Solutions, if you have a business, a company, um, and you're trying to get your books together, you want to apply for grants, you need a board organization, you need any type of organization or help, support when it comes to your business, Chenault Solutions has the answer. Um, Stevon is my co-director, and when I tell you, like, I couldn't have done this at all without her because she, like, really just let me focus on fundraising, let me focus on being, like, the local celebrity guy and telling people about it and getting the venues and stuff locked in. Um, and she got the permits, you know what I mean, the porta potties the uh, all that little crap that you got to put in, the little paperwork. She sent the invoices, just all that little backup stuff, which I really appreciate. I mean, I could do it. I have done it but it just would have made my job a lot harder. So she's made this an uh, easy transition, and I'm thankful for it. Nice. So, Excited. So it's going to be dope. Say the dates again? June 8th through the 11th. It's going to be here very soon. Yeah. Like, what, two weeks? Three weeks? It's three weeks. Probably three. I'm tired, though. Have you, like, you know the feeling of, like, planning something big, and then it, like, like or maybe you don't. When you plan something real big, like when it finally gets there, you can't even be like happy and excited. Hopefully I will. I think I will. Last year it was like at two where I was just like it didn't hit that I had just host a national, regional, whatever, poetry slam 
until like a year after I actually had the thing. And like during the slam, I was just like relieved that things were going right. No, it went, it went well. That was a really good show, which is why I'm, I'm sure they're open to doing it again in Louisville. Yeah. And having you host it again. Yeah. But yeah, I imagine you need as uh, much of a team that accumulated during this process. I'm sure you probably need that going into it. Yeah. 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 But it's going to be fun, man. T shirts. Got swag bags. I got purple uh, Louisville Slugger, mini Louisville Sluggers to get registered. So, you know, how you register at a convention and they give you like a swag bag with your name tag and everything else, right? Do they give those at mm -hmm. sports conventions? And you get like little stuff in it, right? Like cool stuff sometimes. Yeah. So it's going to be the same thing. You get a little mini Slugger bot, um, a fanny pack. Um, we'll give it for folks. Folks, a fanny pack, Slugger bot, t-shirt, you know. I'll put some stickers in there. Slamly uh, Cookout. The Slamly Cookout will be uh, Saturday at uh, Beecher or Baxter Park. It's the park where Beecher used to be. So it's very, it's just a lot of, it's the 30th annual. Like the first time we hosted it was the 25th annual. So if we mess around and make this like a five pattern, that would be cool. You just said you didn't want to do it again. I don't want to do it again without the support from the city. You know what I mean? Like Louisville Tourism, I just now, they haven't wrote me back. I need to write them before the day, the work day ends. But um, like Louisville Tourism, like they should have had a huger, a bigger hand in, you know, putting this on. They helped in 2015, but I wrote everybody this year and just nobody got back with me. So I was just like, well, sheesh. Um, bye-bye.